I'm David Kern. I'm Heidi White. And I'm Tim McIntosh. And you're listening to a very special bonus shorter episode of Close Reads, a podcast for the incurable reader, on which we choose books for 2022 on Close Reads. Are you ready for this? I'm ready, David. Are you ready, Heidi? I'm so ready. I was born ready for this. This is exciting. I am going to get into the mud wrestling ring on this particular (laughs) podcast. You're ready to go? All right. Okay. So because we don't have a ton of time, we have about a half hour to do this. We have literally 33 minutes to do this. Um, We didn't want it to be too long anyway. I'm going to just quickly share what we're doing. We have a spreadsheet that I created that took a bunch of things that you all requested. And by you all, I mean the listeners, as well as things that have been being tossed around you know, on the show, on the Facebook page and all that for a number of years. And then also things that Heidi and Tim and I each have suggested. And I've made a spreadsheet out of it. And we're going to use this spreadsheet to make some choices. So we have roughly 17 or so books that we needed to winnow down to seven or eight. What I did was there's 52 weeks in a year. I subtracted four to give us some flex, flex weeks. You should, you know, we have to take some time off or whatever. Then I subtracted four weeks because one thing we want to do is we want to have four weeks dedicated to short stories this year. So I don't know if that's going to be four consecutive weeks, a break between books. We haven't decided that yet. We'll do that eventually. But we know that you all want to get your book choices in. Um, We want to get the book choices in so that you can order in advance of the book shortages and all that that's happening out there in the world. So that gives us 42, basically 42 weeks or 42 episodes I, I allocated a number of weeks to each of the books based on the number of pages. When you add all of those up, it equals 92 weeks. That means we need to knock that off match, roughly it? 50 weeks off this list. So basically I'm, half the list. We have to get rid of almost half the list. Right. And I'm going to go through this quickly. I'm going to give you the books that we have on our short list here and then explain a little bit about how we're going to have to narrow this down. Some of these choices will be easier than others, and then we're going to fight about it. So here's our list. Tessa D'Urbervilles by Thomas Hardy, uh, because Karen Swallow Pryor is releasing her new edition. That is going to be a 664-page book, so we have allocated 10 weeks to that. The Sound and the Fury by William Faulkner, 310 pages. We've allocated six weeks to that. As They Lay Dying by William Faulkner, 240 pages, allocated five weeks. And then Light in August by Faulkner, 500 pages. We've allocated eight weeks to that. Now, what we are going to do is choose one Faulkner book. So we are committed to a Faulkner book this year. So all of you Faulknerites can commence cheering. We are also going to uh, pencil in Tests of the Durbervilles as a book that's been chosen. So we automatically know that um, two of our books are, are locked in. So what you guys can see here... Heidi and Tim, is that I highlighted tests in this sort of bluish, tealish color. When a book gets selected, I'm going to highlight it as that bluish, tealish color. It goes blue. It goes blue. That's right. That's how we know that it's been chosen. We also have chosen two this plays. So hot We've right discussed now. this. We want to choose coding. at least mm-hmm. one of these. Mm-hmm. Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Hansbury. We have allocated three weeks to that. And then Pygmalion by George Bernard Shaw. We've also allocated three weeks to that. So we probably will choose at least one of those. If we have some time, maybe we'll choose both of those. We also have Loris, a book that Heidi recommended, one of her favorites, by Eugene Vodolazkin. It is a 384-page book, which we have allocated seven weeks to do, should we choose it. We also have chosen or, or, or nominated My Name is Asher Lev by Chaim Potok, a book that gets lots of votes out there in Close Reads land. Uh, that is 369 pages. Should we choose it? It will take seven weeks. 
Then we have two mysteries that we'll have to decide if we want to do a mystery. But if we do, it should be one of these two based on the nominations. Uh, Death on the Nile by Agatha Christie, 334 pages long, allocating five weeks. And then Josephine Tay's The Franchise Affair, a highly underrated but also classic mystery of the same era as Agatha Christie, has 299 pages. We've allocated five weeks to that. Then we have Tim, nom- Tim suggested Orwell. So we have put onto our list two different Orwell novels. Of course, they're the ones that you know, 1984, which is 312 pages, and we've allocated five weeks. And then Animal Farm, which is 97 pages, and we have allocated three weeks. Um, and by the way, all these weeks do include Q&A episodes. Then we have uh, five novels to choose from here that are of varying lengths and are kind of wild card categories. Uh, we've got Madame Bovary, a book that Tim recommended by Gustave Flaubert. I, I've screwed that up, but go with me. That's, no, that's 375 right. that's pages. Right. Yeah. We've allocated six weeks to that. The Girls of Slender Means by Muriel Spark, an author who has a devoted cult following, especially among writers. That is, those book, her books are all roughly like three, 150 pages. And so we've allocated three weeks to that. Uh, then we've got a book called The Enchanted April, which is a book that I happen to know a number of Close Reads listeners out there are big fans of. That's by Elizabeth Von Arman. It's kind of a pleasant travel book crossed over with like a PG Woodhouse vibe, 221 pages, five weeks allocated to that, which brings us to our last two novels, A Gentleman in Moscow, Immortals, 462 pages, eight weeks allocated to that. This is a beloved book in the close reads community and in kind of the reading community in general. And then finally, our last nominee is A Month in the Country by J.L. Carr, one of my favorite books, 150 pages, three episodes, three weeks to uh, given to that. So, I did a quick summary there. Do you two have any questions? Could we cut down A Raisin in the Sun and or Pygmalion to two weeks rather than three? Because I think each of them are brief enough that they- you So could, we would do, we'd read it, do a conversation on it, then do a Q&A? Exactly. Just like one Instead of dividing it and then two re- a Q&A. Just one episode and a Q&A. Yeah. Heidi? What do you think That's of that? That's fine with me. Tim's the expert on the plays. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to knock that down. Let's see. Give us We're going to knock that down room. here to two. Yeah. So that's going to bring us down to 90. Everything else we're going to fight you on, Tim. Um, <clears throat> okay. <laughs> let's, let's discuss. Let's that discuss Faulkner. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's discuss Faulkner and have that battle first because we do, we are, we, we are committed to a Faulkner novel. So we have As I Lay Dying, Light in August, The Sound and the Fury. We had discussed Absalom, Absalom. It's long yeah. and it's a little more difficult. And I think for people who have never read Faulkner or are non-Faulkner fans, that's not going to win many people over. Fair yeah. enough. The Sound and the Fury, uh, As I Lay Dying is the shortest, 240 pages, five weeks. Tim, Heidi, I think you said in a text, the Sound and the Fury is the best for the pod. Tim, that's the only one you've read by Faulkner? That and Sanctuary, which I actually wasn't okay. crazy about. Ugh, yeah. Sanctuary is so okay. intense. Sounds dark. Darkness. Yeah. And yeah. we're already doing Test of the Gerberville, so we're getting 10 weeks of darkness already. Yeah. <laughs> and we, so, so here's the thing. We could choose As I Lay Dying and save weeks. Right. And, and then hit, like, that's the classic, right? We could try to redeem some high school. Right. Everyone read it in yeah. high school and nobody understood what in the heck was going on. So. Right. Um, I, I mean, I think that this, I mean, the sound and the fury is the classic one. And that's the one that Mary Jo Tate, one of our beloved listeners keeps advocating for. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of Mary Jo. Um, but I, I'd have to say I'm for, as I lay dying, 
um, out of the three. My vote out of those three is as I lay dying, not because it's the best, but because I think it's the most accessible and the, and it's short. Now, on the other hand, devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. doing something that maybe is not as accessible might be what people want. That's true to get like, kind of like some clues. I mean, Faulkner's just worth reading. He's, he's a great American novelist. So uh, digging into the, I, and the Fury seems, I still go for it. There's just so many good books on this list. I keep, I'm going to have to get my head out <laughs> of the just preserving can, weeks game. Can I propose? Yeah, th- that's my job. So can okay, I propose, great. I mean, is there, do you want to argue light in August or should I, can I propose we take that one out and then decide between Sound and the Fury and As I Lay Dying? Sure. Although it's worth reading, people should read it. No, it, oh yeah, it might be my favorite. Know, actually. Really Tim, what do you think? I, I agree. Like, let's slim it down to two, Sound and the Fury, As I Lay Dying. Sure. I would agree with Heidi's original argument. It's the, it's like the best introduction. It's the shortest. If we want to on, you know, like later in some later year, do the Sound and the Fury, we can always do that. Okay, so okay, so we're doing as I lie dying. Then are we agreed? Yep. Yeah, agreed. not nearly okay, enough controversy that. on that one, though. I didn't. Have there's to plenty that. to be had. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, shoot, what color did I choose here for that? You need teal. What about teal? I know. I'm looking for the specific teal. That's close enough. Okay, so we have we just eliminated 14 weeks. We're uh, we're down, and then with the two weeks on raising in the sun and Pygmalion, we're down to 76. Mm-hmm. Let's go decide on. Whether we want to do, let's do the Orwell and mystery conversations here. Great. Um, so, Heidi, what are your feelings on doing a mystery? Uh, I love mysteries. I'm crazy about Death on the Nile. I am a thousand percent for that and ready to mud wrestle for it. Although I do like Josephine Tay, but I really, really, really want to do Death on the Nile. Tim? I know neither of those books. I respectfully abstain and defer to the woman from Colorado. David, okay, so here's my me? question. You love I, I like the Nile. I do. The question I have, I, I, I think there's a case to be made. It's, it's her best book. Okay, so my question though is, if we're going to do The Enchanted April or A Gentleman in Moscow or one of those kind of fun books, are we, do we need to not then do it? Can, like, can we do Death on the Nile and A Gentleman in Moscow in the same year? Because they, uh, it seems like too much fun. Yes. Is that the idea, David? It seems like get, too much fun, like too much light, like beach yeah, too, or something. Yeah, yeah, like too much. Yeah. Why? Why you got to make me choose between my top two books on this list, other than Loris? Loris is one. Death on the Nile and Gentleman in Moscow. I'm ready to go to bat for. And right off the bat, you're like, which one do you want to do? <laughs> uh, Heidi, life is about making difficult choices. I and that's what this is all way. about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of making okay. difficult choices. I choose my way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's, let's say we eliminate franchise affair and we'll do, we're going to keep death in the Nile on here as the weeks. Like I've made the franchise affair of zero weeks. I'm going to leave death in the Nile on here as the weeks, but I'm not going to turn it to change it to teal yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just for the, because we need to work through some other things here. Okay. Tim, mm-hmm. let's talk Orwell. Yeah. 1984 animal farm, animal farms only three weeks. 84 is, five weeks, um, which as the Orwell nominator, which of these mm. do you feel we should, we should do? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're both going to be pretty, you know, given current events, 
yeah. have much have much for us to think about in both cases. I think Animal Farm is a historical analog, and it's less personally relevant. I just think it's a great book, but I don't think that readers put themselves like as deep into the kind of like psychological structuring of the characters in animal form as they do in 1984. So I think for that reason, 1984 would be a better read though. It would take more time. Okay. Heidi. I, I totally agree with that. I think animal animal farm is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, 1984 is happening. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back that, a little bit on that. Is that a problem? I, I think that may or may not be true. Um, part of me uh, wants to say I think there are two dystopias that are alive and relevant for 2021, 1984, and A Brave New World. What is so discouraging is that I would say Brave New World is actually the dystopia that I'm more worried about. It's a crappy book. <laughs> it is such a crappy book. But I almost want to like, it, my vote against 1984 would be, I think if we choose it, we should pair it with Brave New World. Even though- In the I, same oh, year? Oh, yes. Even though I openly so acknowledge- So that we can compare it. We could do oh, like we can compare and contrast. I think it is thing. so fruitful to put those two books back like side by side. Okay. Well, then how about we do this? We do 1984 and then you do a bonus episode for people. Oh, like, a, like a, you do a, like a Zoom webinar where you do a comparison talk on- or, or we do a live recording of one episode where we do a comparison or something. Okay. I'm totally for that. Heidi, are you okay with that? Because I don't want to do both of oh, those yeah. in the same year. Yeah, that's, that's the same year. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Fair. So then no, are we, I like so, what you're saying, though. Yeah. You're just the whole amusing yourselves to death kind of idea. Yeah. We do a bet we could get Neil Postman to do it with us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So had he not uh, died in 2003? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. From so. the grave. So are we doing, we're saying Animal Farm? No. We're, but, so we're keeping 84 on the list, though, right? Yeah. Okay, so should should I, I also the question, think Animal Farm is a little easy for the podcast? I think it's like that's so probably right. Easy to Heidi. Decode. I think 1984 yeah. is a little have like a richer conversation. So yeah. here's the question: Then are we teeling that up, or are we just keeping the weeks on the board? Like, is that a we're keep we're definitely? I doing think it we along teal with, it. Heidi? I think we teal it. Okay, so then that means that our teal it. <laughs> our official okay, two slots above it is Death on the Nile. If you just want to like be in there and teal that up. Um, Oh, just, yeah, just like, just while you're at it, just teal another book just that we haven't, that we haven't approved. This is why the Eastern Church and the Western Church divided, Heidi. This is what happened. Oh, okay. I'm, this is exactly well, what happened. I get wow. to win then, because as long as we're <laughs> said, said, lamenting the Great Schism. <laughs> the Church of the West. Okay, so that means that our confirmed books, Heidi, right now are Tess of the D'Urbervilles, As They Lay Dying in 1984, and we'll come back to Death in the Nile momentarily. Okay. Okay. Um... It's, start, it's, gonna about to, it's about to get real in here. Okay. What we have left that means to decide between is Raisin in the Sun, Pygmalion, Loris, My Name is Asher Lev, Madame Bovary, Girls of Slender Means, The Enchanted April, A Gentleman in Moscow, and A Month in the Country. Are, are there any nominations for things that we should just take off? We have, well, by the way, we're at 68 weeks right now. We have to shave 20, so 26 I'm, more weeks. 
I'm, since we have a limited amount of time, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm, I don't get Muriel Spark. I've read a couple of her books and I don't get it. Sounds like a great reason to do her on the podcast. So I've never read her. Reason to do her on the podcast. Okay, here's She's what we here's what we got to do. PG Woodhouse. Okay, I so. I thought it would be fun to do something a little off the beaten track. So, mm-hmm. like in terms of things we've done before, here's the deal. I will I will sacrifice Meryl Spark as long as we take a hard look at a month in the country by JL Carr. Deal. Which is the same number of weeks. Easy. That's an easy deal for me. Like I, that, that you, is a no-brainer for me. I'm totally open for that. And I you know what? I just trust you, David. I know nothing about the book or the author. But if it's one of your favorites, let's do it. You mean like teal it up? I teal it up. Teal up a meal teal in the country a month up. in the country. Because I bought it the minute you recommended it to me, but I haven't gotten around to reading it. Okay, you guys are just doing this to make me feel better, but I'm okay with that. Um, no, okay, I'm so, actually interested. It has a lovely cover. <laughs> and I've so a month in the country is, it's, it's not long. It's like 150 pages, like I said. And it is about a guy who comes back from World War I and he, he restores frescoes. And so he gets hired to restore a fresco in a countryside church, like a medieval fresco. Meanwhile, another veteran has been hired to dig up a field where they're, may or may not have been ancient graves. And oh. it's like about him recovering from the war while rec- and asking all questions of religion and society and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I love cool. it. Okay. So we're, ta- so we're going to 65. We've got four books locked in. We, can sh- we, have, we have to shave 23 more weeks off. Okay. Can I make another um, move to eliminate a book? Sure. A book that I nominated, Madame Bovary. I think we can wait on it. Mm. I, th- I love that book. I'm not sure what our readers are going to think about it. Part of the reason I nominated it is it would be a great pairing with Anna Karenina. Right. It just might be a little bit much. And Anna Karenina is Patreon. So yeah. I'm and willing doing, to strike it. Doing Anna and then Tess and then also Madame Bovary. Great point, David. Might be. Great yeah, let's strike Madame Tess. Bovary. Okay, so we take that one off. Okay, thank you for that recommendation, though, Tim. One that we, we got to keep that on the short list yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, 2023. Yeah. Yeah. That means we're down to 59 weeks. We have 15 minutes to decide this. And we have, that means 13 weeks need to get shaved off. So we could shave off, for example, Death in the Nile and, and The Gentleman well, no, of Moscow. Since we're not doing Dude, that. A Gentleman of Moscow and The Death in the Nile is exactly 13. Oh my goodness. Wait, say it again. Yeah. <laughs> say it again. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay. He's so, just messing with me. Oh, I see. Um, my name is Asher Lev. Let's talk about this one because it got uh, a lot of nominations. That's a book that I've actually never I've read. read it. Oh and, my god. But gosh. I know people love oh, it. Oh, you guys. It is like sublime. Oh, really? Oh, it is wonderful. So, so should we teal it up? I would absolutely. Like, if I was going to fight for the two that I really wanted to fight for were A Raisin in the Sun and My Name is Asher Lev. Those are the two I'm like most vested in. Heidi, should I teal it up? Yeah, I would love to read it. Sublime. That's quite a that's Sublime. quite an adjective. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to teal up Death on the Nile. I'm just going to do it. So we can uh, see, okay. Yeah, just see what it looks like. We still have to shave 17 off and we now have 6 books. So we can choose. We got to we have Raisin in the Sun and Pygmalion are both on there at 2 each. Then we've got Loris at 7. Um 
Enchanted April, and The Gentleman of Moscow. So right now, that means if we... Okay, I'm going to take off. I'm going to put The Enchanted April at zero so we can see. I mean, I think Elizabeth von Arman is really fun. That means we still have to get eight weeks off. No, 12 weeks off because we're at 54 still. So um, we're going to have to cut a big book, aren't we? So if I had to choose between Loris and A Gentleman in Moscow, like I, it would be Loris by a mile. I, I really want to do that book. There's no way that we could do Loris and A Gentleman in Moscow and cut everything else? Well, so if, if that, we, would, that feels a little excessive from, of Heidi's desires. Well, okay, so but even if we do would, that... Heidi, I am crazy about Loris. I, I love, love that book. I really, it's really so want to good. Do Loris. Okay, yeah. Tim. Um, okay, so let's say we let's say we teal up Loris then, since you both yeah. like that. Um, that means, I mean, man, Gentleman of Moscow would be like, it's probably so many of people that listen. It's probably their favorite book, like That's one of their great. favorite books. Um, so, so if we take, have we tealed up Raising the Sun and Pygmalion yet? We haven't because I didn't know if we were going to do both white. of them. Tim, well, what if we Tim what if really we teal wants. which what if we teal one of those and then save the other one in case we have we don't need right. the full four weeks off or we could do it as a bonus or something like that. I would teal raisin in the sun and put Pygmalion on the back burner. Okay, all right, I'm gonna teal that one up. I did not expect you to say that. I really? will read Pygmalion on my own now. Um, okay. So that means we're at 52. We have to knock off 10 weeks unless, I mean, we have some flexibility here. We might be able to change, you know, death on the Nile of four weeks. Cause it's a miss, you know, something like that or do 1984. And well, that's pretty long. Um, well, we could probably do Nile a month in the country. A hard read. <clears throat> yeah. We could I do think three. We can do it in four. All right. We'll do that. Yeah, let's do it in once four. Once you get yeah. started. Yeah. Okay. Tess, I feel like we're going to need the full time. I, I can't wait for our people to read Death on the Nile. Um, and there's a movie twist. coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. So, okay, we have 11 minutes to decide what we're going to do to get us down, knock nine weeks off here. Um, and the question is, do we just knock A Gentleman of Moscow off the list? I would personally probably rather do A Gentleman of Moscow than keep A Month in the Country on the list because I know how much people love a gentleman in Moscow in the, in the readership That's saying a lot, David. Okay. I'm going to, can I make a proposal? Can we get one week? We don't have to do a Q and a from raising in the sun. That'll get us a week. Or can we include it in our short story? Yeah. Unit to get David a month in the country. Let's yeah. Put, okay. I'll put that at one and then we still have to knock off eight weeks though, but let's, let's see. Um, Let's just say we're going to do one, and then if we need to fit it into the stories, we can. We can see how the week, the year is going. How about yeah, that? Great, great. Um, Deal. Yeah, that sounds okay. Great. Could so we right also now, trim a week from as I lay dying? Could we or, read it in like three parts plus a Q and A? So you, to do that, we'd have to have we have to read about seventy pages a week, and we'd have to, you know, I don't, I, I would be afraid, you know, I want to if people love Faulkner, I want to give him the the, I want to give those people that love Faulkner. Okay. A, fair, a fair number of weeks. Yeah. I mean, we could do tests as nine, but I mean, shaving one off here and there is not going to solve our problem. Okay. Yeah. Because <clears throat> what we're going to have to decide right now is we're either not doing a gentleman in Moscow. We basically have to shave one of Loris, my name is Asher Lev, 1984, 
or a gentleman in Moscow. Mm. Okay. I'm going to just say, or not do the short stories. No, I want to do the short stories. Yeah. We could make that two short stories instead of four though. Although I don't know. Raisin in the sun and two others. Yeah. I like that. All right. Let me knock this. Oh shoot. Plus we have a, a reserve for weeks built in there. Right. Okay. So then, so I put two, two weeks for short stories. Oh no, that should be at 46 now. Do you have this feeling Heidi that, um, if we, if we strike down a gentleman in Moscow, we might have open revolt on our hands. No, I think we all just want to do it. Okay. Okay. I want to do it our also. Listeners love it. And right. we keep talking about it. That's what I mean. I mean, like mm-hmm. our listeners love that book so much. Is there going to be an open revolt? You know, like. Okay. So here's what we have then. Yeah. 52 weeks minus four is 48 weeks. Minus two for short stories is 46. That means right now we are at 50 weeks with the following. Test of the D'Urbervilles with uh, 10 weeks. As they lay dying at five weeks. One week for a raisin in the sun. Seven for Loris. Seven for my name is Asher Lev. Four for death in the Nile. Five for 1984. And then three for a month in the country. So we could take off a month in the country and basically be right there at, at 51. And that would give us probably the flex that, you know, we could employ our flex time to get that in there. How many weeks did you set for a month in the country? Three, two, and three. Q&A. And yeah, it's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, we could do it in just one week and give I tell people like read to the get whole book. David what he wants. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think we could do one. We could do it. It's two weeks, but well, you never, David, what would you, in terms of your, okay, let's just take duty and throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. Just don't mm-hmm. even think about it at all. Yeah. I know yeah. this is hard for you, David Kern, but just like, just take it and just like throw it away. And then short stories or a month in the country. Um, do you see Logan? Don't take the silence out. This is, this is what it takes to get David to think about what he wants out of life. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, see, here's okay. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to think out loud for a second. Okay. Yeah. So a month in the country would be a great book to, I just think it's a great book to do on this show. Like the conversations it would lead to Mm. the era, the fact that it's not terribly well known compared to some other things that we often do. Um, it's like, it's a, um, I, it's sublime is how it's a sublime book. Um, but the short story unit is a great chance for us to talk about people like Stefan Zweig, an Austrian short story writer and, and novella writer who is not well known. And that's the, like, I wanted to use some stories Like you do a couple stories on things that people will not, you know, not just O'Connor or Hemingway or, you know, the, the people who we've talked about so many times. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, a month in the country. I want to do a month in the country. Awesome. Awesome. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So then we're going to take out. We have what we should do then is if we end up with some extra weeks, if we don't use all our reserve weeks, it's really easy to throw in a couple of short stories as we go. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so then I'm going to teal up a month. Uh, I mean, Gentleman in Moscow, just so it's there. So that means that we've got 50 weeks 
assuming we got 50 of the weeks for 48 weeks basically allocated um that's probably okay we can probably use that flex we can probably adjust a book if we want to finish it earlier or something um but that gives us tests as they lay dying and raisin in the sun loris my name is asher lev death on the nile 1984 a gentleman in moscow and a month in the country so we've got Solid. that's a killer lineup that's this a we've got a russian lineup. novel can i say we've got on this show yeah you can We've got a mystery. We've got a dystopian novel. We've got a classic British. Do we have enough women writers on here? Like, honestly. We have one. Lorraine Hounsbury and Agatha Christie are the only ones. And then Karen Swallow Pryor, obviously. We have some really strong female characters, though. Like, really strong. That the examination of women is solid on this list. Because we immediately chopped off Muriel Spark and Elizabeth von Arman. Um well, and that was me, a woman who's like, I don't get Muriel Spark. Okay. I don't know why everybody loves her so much. So, um, so here's what contemporary... our listeners should do. Go check her out from the library, read a couple of her books, and then put on, like, convince me. Convince mm, me well, why I should love her. Why in 2023 we should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. So we have... Okay, so so how many... Are you sure we... Are we like, but where we have tests... And Raising in the Sun, everything else is about a man, isn't it? Death on no, the Nile is Death about... on the Nile has great characters. Gentlemen <clears> in <throat> Moscow has some good characters. I'm wondering if we shouldn't do The Enchanted April instead of A Month in the Country now, though. See, there's David again. Listeners, yeah. this is what we have to deal with. We have three minutes to decide. Um, that's that's 100% on you, David, right? Because I don't know The Enchanted April or A Month in the Country. Heidi, do you know The Enchanted April? No, I've heard great things about it. I've heard yeah. it's really good. So, but, okay, here's so the question. Both of us are flying and this in the is, dark. It is exactly a duty versus desire. I do actually like Enchanted April, but I want to make sure, like I do, I, it means a lot to me that we actually do have like women writers. And I, like, I honestly am not sure we have enough people of color on this list. Yeah, A Raisin in the Sun is the only. Right. And then, I mean, um, but we have people that are not all like white American, like not all of them. <laughs> But um, I don't know, guys. I don't know. the like. I, there is a duty. Like I do feel like we have a duty to make sure that we, we do that. But maybe this list is comprehensive enough. I we have two minutes to decide. Is, I think it's a good list. You're saying I don't have anything to feel guilty about? Nothing. <laughs> Overruled, David. <laughs> At least it can be said that it's Heidi and Tim are to blame. That's right. We take it. Take we it. take on the responsibility <laughs> on our shoulders. Um, okay. One more time. Tess of the D'Urbervilles, As They Lie Dying, A Raisin in the Sun, Loris, My Name is Asher Lev, Death on the Nile, 1984, A Gentleman in Moscow, and A Month in the Country. And of course, many of these did come from nominations that people, that our listeners yeah. put forth. Um, do you feel good about this list? Great. I love it. Okay. Let's, let's see if we can decide one more thing. What are we starting with? That's the only, I don't oh. want to have to figure out the rest of the schedule, but what do you want to start with? In January, it's going to be dark out. It's going to be... After Christmas, do you do we want to start with? I think as we should dying? start. We can't with do Faulkner. Tess because Tess doesn't come out until yeah, till the that summer. comes out in April. So yeah. that'll be a late spring, early summer. I think we should start with Faulkner. I'd say Faulkner or Chaim Potok. Okay, I was gonna say, or we could do something like the lighter thing. Yeah, in in January. But you want to say as they lay dying is that what we're gonna kick our year off with? Yeah, that's how I feel Great. in January every year. Okay, all right. You heard it. You heard it here. We're kicking off 
at 2022 with as LA dying. And then from there, we'll figure out the rest of the schedule, but that's your list. That is your official 2022 close reads list. We also, of course, we'll be still be doing Anna Karenina. And then we have to decide what we're going to do after that. But I've got three nominations to put out there for you, which we can't decide right now, but I want you to hear them. For Patreon? For Patreon after Anna Karenina. Great. Middle March by George Mm -hmm. Eliot. East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Or Madame Bovary. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Tough. tough So we have to talk about that. Um, I don't... Talk about female characters. No doubt. (laughs) And George Eliot. We could have, you know, George Eliot's a Why did Lonesome Dove fall off the list? Well, it is... Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. We'll leave. We'll do Lonesome Dove and we'll do Madame Bovary on the main show when we do it because it's not that long. That's true. But we we can... We'll discuss that on a separate episode on the Patreon feed. Great. So Heidi has to go pick up her son. Nice. So yep. she has to go. I so do. that's our official list. We're going to reveal this through, you'll have already, you may, some of you may have already seen this list because we're going to reveal it through some photos, but this was our process of deciding. Um, Graham's got a plan, plans for how we're going to do this. Um, but with that, for Heidi White, for Tim McIntosh, I'm David Kern. Until next time, happy reading and happy book buying. <laughs> Peace. Peace.